I wanted you to suffer, I wouldn't do it in some backhanded way. Welcome to Legends of Gotham, where we talk about Fox's hit series Gotham, set in the world of Batman. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie D. Simone. And we are back here on Sunday night, wait, right where we belong, facebook.com slash Legends of Gotham, where we come to you live every Sunday night after an episode of Gotham airs, except for last week, because we were on Monday instead. That's because I wasn't feeling so good. Well, why aren't you feeling good? I blame the children. Do you feel better at least now? Um, I feel a percentage better, but if you hear any, I apologize. <laughs> I have a cough drop because my throat is just like cranky. Well, that's okay. This is mainly an audio show, and I don't think anyone's going to be bothered by a lot of like weird mouth noises like <laughs> <laughs> during the entire broadcast. No, I think it'll no. Be okay. Hello, Andy and Bobby over in the comments chat room thing. The co- comments chat room over on Facebook Live, facebook.com slash Legends of Gotham. Uh, uh, again, we usually go live 9 p.m. Sunday nights EST, except for next week and maybe the week after because Gotham's going to be on break. It's only on break next week. It's only on break next week? Yes. Okay, cool. But it'll be two weeks until our next show. Yes. Because there's a week off in between. We were having issues the- like the two of us. He's like, we're off for two weeks. I'm like, no, we're off for one week. But it kind of turns into two weeks. Either way, there's no episode next week. And then there will be the week after. But you know what there is this week? An episode! Also a rhyming riddling episode summary if you want to take that away, Anne-Marie. All right, I apologize. This one is rough. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This one's great. What are you talking Um, about? It has like two lines of great and one line of rough. (laughs) Is Jim's army buddy a foe or a friend? At least he gives Jim a choice in the end. Did Oswald chip away at Ed's moral reserve? He's not the real problem, but he's surely in... Wait, what? Resolve. He's not the real... What did I say? You said reserve. (laughs) (laughs) Let me try that again. Okay, take two. Take two. Is Jim's army buddy a foe or a friend? At least he gives Jim a choice in the end. Did Oswald chip away at Ed's moral resolve? He's not the real problem, but he's surely involved. Is Hugo a monster? No, but he makes them. Can Bruce change a cat who only wants to condemn him? In government, is government <laughs> help Gotham's promised cure-a? The city's fate rests on the man from Penadura. Pe-pe-pe-pe-penadura. Pe-pe-pe-penadura. Pe-pe-pe-penadura. Emery, what'd you think? Um, the episode Pen-a-pen-a-dura. was good. However, you're the singing. Explorer. Could use some help. <laughs> Your singing could use some help there, but, man. Yeah. No, but the episode is really good. Um, one thing that I was saying when we were rewatching it, I was like, this is an episode I just want to sit and watch. I don't know if I want to take many <laughs> notes. So I apologize if I'm very... Scatterbrainy. A little scatterbrainy today. No, it was a really solid episode. It was a solid episode. I yeah. just was like into it and mm-hmm. not writing the things. Yeah, well, it, it, there, there are episodes that come out that have a lot to discuss and theorize on, and there are ones where a lot of stuff happens. And I, I feel like this one was definitely... Any any theorizing we could have really got into, the answer was given to us by the end of the episode. Right. Like with uh, Eduardo, uh, the yes. character Eduardo, and stuff like that. So it's good stuff, though. Truth. Okay, Truth. Uh, so I guess we'll go ahead and get started with my main point, which I'm calling Honor Among Freaks. Uh, <laughs> This is a reference to the uh, episode or the scenes uh, between or really the scene Mm. between Ed and Oswald uh, uh, when Ed comes into Oswald's place and he's like, hey, you did that to me. And Oswald's like, no, I didn't. Uh, But there were a lot of really good moments in this. Uh, I think Oswald 
uh, you know, when Ed accuses him, he really takes offense to it. And I think it's because he still genuinely cares for Ed, even though they're very far away from the deep friendship slash romance that Penguin imagined for them a couple seasons back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, my, my biggest takeaway from all of those scenes is uh, so, sort of the idea that of mutually assured destruction they have. They've kind of set up. Uh, where, you know, Penguin says to Ed and Ed says back to Penguin, you know, if I'm coming after you, uh, you're going to know about it. If if I haven't told you directly that I, I want to take you down, mm-hmm. I'm really on your side, which, yeah. which I thought thought was a, yeah, kind was of really a fun, fun thing to do. Uh, it, it was, uh, you know, for, for two of the trickiest characters on the show, the most conniving characters on the show. Yes. It, it kind of shows that they're still honor among freaks uh, in Gotham. Yes. Which is good. Most definitely. I also thought it was kind of interesting. I also thought that I was 14 years old. <laughs> um, no, but I also thought it was kind of interesting that uh, Penguin used a similar defense when Ed accused him as Victor Zaz did last week when he was accused. Basically, if I wanted you to suffer, I would never do it in some backhanded way. Just like Zaz said, you know, if I was going to kill all these people, I'd have cuts all over my body. Yeah, you would know. Uh, it, it basically says to me that, you know, in Gotham, the criminals are criminal, but you can pretty dependably know where they stand. Like, they may be evil, but at least you know they're evil. You know where they're coming exactly. from. And they're not going to really uh, differ from their course uh, so much. I, and, you know, Penguin will always take take credits for his crimes and Ed will only kill people that he cares about. He only kills people that there's like, he has a history with not yeah. necessarily that he cares about because he didn't care about officer Doherty. Riddler needs a, a motive to kill where, right. He's, he's not just randomly like, Hey dude, poop. where penguin will kill a guy for a sandwich and let him know. <laughs> That he will. Sure. That he will. Uh, but, you know, in the end, the duo walk away from each other with a mutual respect oh. that we haven't really seen in a long time. I mean, yeah, Ed slips away at they the end and Penguin's like very did, annoyed. But they, but they kind of come to an understanding, I think. So so I hope that, you know, whenever they meet up next, we're going to see them working together and more of a partnership like we had back in, what, season two, maybe season three, that area. Right. Uh, I just can't wait to see how we get to the point of the opening scene from this season. Oh, yeah, definitely. There, There's still a few few steps to walk for sure. What are you talking about? That totally could be tomorrow. <laughs> no, obviously not. Okay, so give her a shake, would you? <laughs> rattle, rattle, rattle. Um, so unfortunately, it seems like of all of Bill's fabulous predictions on how we were bringing back Jerome. They were fabulous. They were fabulous. We got the boring one. Yeah, the boring one. They just sewed him up. Yeah. Apparently, he wasn't actually dead. <laughs> he was probably acting a good percentage of that. And, you know, for all we know, he may have even had, you know, bags of fig blood or something hanging mm-hmm. out for her to stab. Because he, <laughs> she had to stab me at least, like, once or twice. I'm like, okay. Um... So when we let's let's just go. Um, uh, just to give context, we're talking about the Joker and Echo scene here. Yeah, Jerome and Echo. I'm getting there. Jeremiah, Jerome's dead. Oh, yeah. Well, well all of my notes <laughs> write Jerome. <laughs> nice. Ah, I'm new here. Apparently. He even fooled you. I. He just keeps dying. I don't know who's here <laughs> anymore. So when we were first introduced to this tunnel a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. was. Jeremiah, um, already in charge of it, do you think? 
I, I don't know. I, I was kind of wondering that myself, whether he took over the project and diverted it over towards Wayne Manor or whether that it's was the plan all going. along. I kind of think that he's been in charge all along because it seems very, very, very odd to have random gang X. Yeah. Are doing something so specific. Mm-hmm. Like they're digging into the Batcave that nobody should know that the Batcave is there. So that's also curious. Um, well, it's not quite the Batcave yet. But Jer- not technically if, or by name. If you remember, Jeremiah worked for Thomas Wayne, though, building stuff. So he probably knew that there was that area underneath Wayne Manor because maybe he was involved in the construction of it. Remember? He probably was. Yeah. He probably was. Interesting. See, that part had that had escaped me. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That Jeremiah was the Wayne architect. Yeah. I still don't know how you would trust a man like that. <laughs> Um, just cause he would have been so very young yeah. when that had to have mm-hmm. been happening. Cause I mean, he's what, like 25. You can call it like the Doogie Hauser effect <laughs> where uh, a young kid, a young smart kid is given way more responsibility than he deserves. Than he should ever get. Yeah. Okay. So other questions about that whole tunneling situation. Okay. Um, really still curious about what's going on with this gas thing. Mm-hmm. Cause it's in the masks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes it actually even weirder mm-hmm. that it's in the masks and not like in the air and the masks are protecting them because only certain people have the masks. Well, uh, the big boss guy who got killed last week uh, when the gas was introduced, he was taking a huff off it like, this will show you the truth. This will show you what right. you need to do. I'm guessing it's probably so. It, well, we've we said last week, I think that, you know, it's probably some. uh some sort of a variant on the on the viper juice right. or, or venom as we know it in the comics uh that w- was used to give people extraordinary abilities i i'm guessing they're probably using it on the workers uh one to keep them kind of subdued and two to give them more strength than they would normally have to help build this tunnel quicker which is interesting because they were just taking it down brick by brick at yeah. the point where we saw that he takes a break down, you can see through. Ooh, I'm like, okay, did you not know you were that close? <laughs> um, okay, so there's that. I was, I see, I must have forgotten we had that discussion because I was like, does the gas have anything to do with Scarecrow? Mm. Because he did work with Scarecrow I, on a the, bit. Well, Jerome worked with Scarecrow on the gas that turned Jeremiah into the current version of Jeremiah. I'm just saying, so, there yeah. might have been a trade at some point of some sort. Whatever. Definitely. That. Um, I guess we now have finally have the answer as to whether or not Bruce and Alfred have been going back to the manor. They haven't. Not as of yet. No, they haven't. <laughs> I have a feeling they're going to be drawn there. I you point, know, don't know why. A sneaky suspicion. Sneaky suspicion. Okay. Here's the sneaking suspicion. So, um, I know that the two people in the end are supposed to look like Martha and Thomas Wayne. Mm-hmm. Now we're, n- I'm not a hundred percent convinced that he just like, did like surgery on people to make them look like it and didn't yeah. like pull bodies from the crypt and like bring them back. I know it's been a couple years. That, that's, that's pretty, you'd think he would need the help of someone like Hugo strange. Who's it? Well, we episode. don't know who's this other guy. Yeah, that's true. We've uh, got it. I mean, well, it's Gotham baby. I, I know that on previous seasons, they they've established that there's like one or two, people within gotham who will convert a face over for you right. you know uh, make your face look like whatever you want it to be because i think uh professor pig yes. uh, ha- had that happen right. um i'm trying to think of some other examples i think 
I think Jerome had something like that done. That's yeah. the thing. Like, we, we, you know, there's connections. Mm-hmm. There's people in Gotham who do this type of shenanigans. Yeah, it, it, that that would be my guess, too, that it's probably like two actors that they've hired to play Thomas and Martha Wayne, and they, you know, do the whole conversion process. See, but that's our guess, and who knows? Yeah. Because it's Gotham. Either way, though, it's really, really screwed up. Like, yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, ob- obviously, uh, these people are the gift that he was mumbling to himself. Jeremiah yes. was mumbling to himself yes, about yeah, yeah, yeah. last week. Uh, the gift for Bruce. I, right. I, I, I just wonder what his end game is with it. Like, it's is, a joker. Does he have to have an end game? My thought was that maybe he's trying to get, you know, like like he did, or I think Jerome did last season, he's trying to give Bruce that one bad day that'll turn him into a crazy man like Jeremiah and they can be best buddies again. Oh. that That's kind of what I was thinking. I mean, he had a pretty bad day when he was talking to Kat. That didn't go so well. Yeah, that didn't go great that at all. That did not go the way he'd anticipated. But he recovered a bit, kind of. Okay. Anything from the chat room there? Uh, let's see. Bobby's still not a fan of Echo. Mm. And when he was unwrapping them, it got vibes of the scene from the 89 Batman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. That when uh, the doctor's taking the bandages off Jack Napier's face and he's revealed as the Joker. Yeah, def- I can see that. I can see that. Okay, uh, so let's see here. Um, my next point I've titled... Who watches the army men? Uh, so we learned in this episode that uh, the people that Jim have been talking to on the radio do exist, but they might not have Gothamite's best interest in mind. See, I don't actually necessarily know that they're the people on the radio. You don't think? See, so we've had the people. We've had two different people on the radio. Uh huh. We have the people who there's still good people trying to help you, blah, blah, blah. That lady yeah. who is who I think you're talking about. Which I, I believe that's supposed to be Secretary Walker who gets name-checked a few times in this episode. But then we also have the one who's telling them that no help is coming. you got to figure it out on your own. Mm-hmm. From what I was actually interpreting that, and that sort of changes a little bit of what you said here, but that um, the, the female voice saying you still have uh-huh. friends over here, I don't think it's an official person. I thought it was just like somebody hijacking mm-hmm. communications. Oh yeah, there's there's definitely the the possibility here that you know every everything we saw with Eduardo and his his crew. Eduardo, Ed, not Eduardo. Eduardo and his crew <laughs> uh, in this episode, and everything we've heard about the government before this um, definitely has has the possibility of being a complete uh, setup completely subverting the government. I'm going with the assumption that it is the government, but it's a corrupt government thing. Okay. Um, Pause. We actually have comments. So Andy says he's fine with Echo. I'm just going to assume that she will be the woman to give birth to Harleen and have that just be the Harley Quinn connection. And Bobby says Walker is the woman who sent them. Mm -hmm. Not not arguing that. I'm just not completely... Mm -hmm sure how that's all going down well i i think you know really what we're coming down to here is who's pulling yes, the strings in yes, this situation that's true. sorry sorry i was like hello it's it's tangent come with me it's all good um, <laughs> um but you know so we get the name check of a character named secretary walker several times but re- who is secretary walker i think 
I think it was the female voice on the radio. Uh, I don't, but continue. But, but uh, you know, I saw, I, I was looking around online for speculation on this. Some people were saying, well, maybe it's Amanda Waller, but I feel like the name's too close. Walker Waller are too close to actually be the same person. Because mm-hmm. why would, uh, why would uh, Amanda Waller kind of mask her identity like that, you know? Um, I mean, corrupts. Um, plus you know the thing that warner Brothers has with using movie characters and tv shows and going back and forth that might be why then i know that i know they've gone back on that a little bit but i still feel like this might be a little too close to jerome jeremiah joker (laughs) hello yeah yeah echo literally looks exactly like harley Mm mm-hmm they're doing what they can. They're doing what they they're can. doing what they can, which is actually how I could see the Waller Walker thing mm. being that. But that voice didn't sound like the, um, the wall enough yeah, for you. No, not at all. <laughs> Did not sound like her. But, you know, I, I, out of everything, I think the biggest clue we've been given as to the identity and the motivation behind this group of people is mm. uh, the timing of Ed getting the chip implanted in his brain. Okay. Because Penguin took him to Hugo Strange right after the bridges blew up uh, in last year's season finale. So for uh, Walker's people uh, to commission a mind control device for him at that point means they would likely need to be in the loop on Jeremiah and uh, Rachel Gould's plans for Gotham. True. So hence, I, I think it's pretty likely that whoever Secretary Walker is, she'll have a connection to the demon's head himself, Rachel Gould. Uh, it, it could also maybe be, maybe it's Talia Gould, uh, Rachel's daughter. Okay. Um, she could be behind it. Um, you know, maybe helping her father's plans to come, come to fruition. On the other hand, it could actually, you know, at the end of the day, secretary Walker could be just a patsy and it could be Rachel Ghoul himself. Cause I mean, I know we saw him dissolve to dust in uh, the season finale last year, but it's Rachel Ghoul. His, his whole deal is that he comes back from the dead and he's immortal and he'll always come back every time. Yeah. So, so my guess at this point, is that Raish is somehow pulling the strings behind all of this. And that's why he's that causing even more chaos in Gotham. See that I could believe mm-hmm. that I could totally believe. I like that whole, sorry, um, being Talia Gul. Yeah. I, I like that whole, it would be cool to introduce her into the, although I guess if she's going to have age parody with Bruce, like she does in the comics, she's going to have to be like an 18 year old Talia Gul, which the woman on the radio didn't sound to be, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old. You don't think? Uh, no, she, she sounded a little little older, I thought. But, you know, I, I haven't gone back and, like, listened to it with, with this in mind. So mm. I could be wrong. I could see her being younger. Mm. That, but I don't know. I guess we'll have to find out. I guess so. I guess so. Anything else interesting? From um, let's see. Bobby agrees with you that the government is corrupt. <laughs> Both He's, in general and on Gotham. And it, yeah. <laughs> Why? Why? Um, he says that in the next week's scenes, Rumpelstiltskin's mom is playing the Walker character, and she always plays evil. Nice. Uh, Rumpelstiltskin's mom from, from Once, Upon, uh, a Once Upon a Time, who, that we used to do a podcast about. That's so fun. did Bobby. Yeah, actually. And Same I, podcast. <laughs> I, I was going to say one of the main writers this season also used to be a writer on Once Upon a Time. So there's a lot of little there's connections of like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, which I totally didn't get until like a week ago. Oh, really? I had no idea that there was a once in Gotham connection. I was like, <laughs> really? This is my life. Once again, a Gotham connection. That would have been a good one. Um, okay. So things are getting strange around here. 
things, not that pen. Things are getting strange. Oh, he doesn't listen. Um, <laughs> so how did Walker and the army find strange? That is actually, um, I'm like blanking. Sorry. Um, we didn't really answer that. Like, how, how did they find him so quickly? Yeah. Is really like, I get that it has to have um, a rage connection to well, know, or at least has to know the plan. Like. Yeah. Well, it's de- wh- whoever the army people are, uh, you know, between that and finding Hugo strange, the timing of Ed's implantation, all this stuff, they have to have, you know, fingers deep on the pulse yeah. of Gotham. Yeah. Like. They're in there. Okay. So, and really it was, what exactly did they ask Strange to do? Did mm-hmm. they ask specifically to make him controllable? Did they specifically ask for this like type of an implant? Yeah. How was he to be controlled? What all do they need him to do? How specific are the instructions? How close does somebody need to be to control him? This yeah. is the one that's really been getting <laughs> me. Like homeboy holds up this thing, boop, and he's like back into his ice block. Um, you know, I thought that was a little yeah. odd. Like he well, just maybe, swung maybe, into town, but I guess maybe he didn't. Maybe it's something like like through, you know, cellular signals or something they can There is no cellular signal. But I'm signals. saying, you know, they can implant specific instructions uh to Ed that he can carry out in those nighttime hours that we've seen him active in right. uh while under control of the chip. But there's also, you know, a fail-safe, you know, app version that they can flash in front of him <laughs> when they have him right there. Yeah. That would so be my idea. That's a little weird. Um, Bobby says, I guess Barbara knew where to find Strange. She actually said she didn't know where to stri- find Strange. Didn't she? I'm trying to remember if it was her or Penguin that sent him. Ra- no, I think I think he went, he went to Barbara to find out where Strange was. Well, she said she didn't know where he was. Hmm. That confused me. Hold on. Uh, we'll be back in 10 minutes, guys. We're just going to go rewatch the episode real quick. <laughs> no, we won't. Um, and Andy says, does Nygma come with Bluetooth settings? And I think he does. Definitely. You can connect him to your car. He will give you directions. Uh-huh. How fun would that be? He would well, give that, you a riddle to know what your next direction was. You don't know if you're going left or right until you figure it out. Well, back in the second season, didn't they have these little commercial vignettes that yes, were played during Gotham with Corey Michael Smith yes, driving a did. car? <laughs> yes, they did. And that might be where they got the idea. Nice. Um, let's see. Um, okay, so what else has Strange been going? Has he been doing? Obviously, he's like, just, it seems like he's just messing around with dead bodies. It's like that last one you brought me was gangrenous. <laughs> um, and, you know, channeling George Takai with his, oh, my. Oh, my. That was fantastic. Yeah, that because I, I had always suspected that uh, the actor had been basing that character a little bit off George Takai. Ah. And it was so great to have him say that line and give mm-hmm. full confirmation that, yeah, oh, it's perfect. totally a George Takai yeah. impression. It was so good. Um, but I wonder, like... How did the contact necessarily find Strange? Does he have any other army contracts? Because we know there's at least mm-hmm. one other character who he received the body of the same night who we haven't seen yet. Lee. And yeah. she comes in the next episode. Mm-hmm. So, okay, let's go with this. Since we've gone through all this, what if she, like, I know that wasn't her voice. Yeah. What if she's Waller? What if she's like the one, the one pulling the strings? Well, I mean, that would make a good bit of sense because she's kind of positioned herself as, uh, 
you know, this slightly criminal protector of, um, you know, certain poor sections of Gotham and everything. However, that wouldn't explain why she blew up Haven or he blew up Haven. Yeah, because I get. Yeah, I don't think Lee would sign off on that. No, but, you know, like, I feel like she's involved. Yeah, she's somewhere in the mix for sure. She's got to be in that. If nothing else, because she was on that table right next to Ed in the. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Like, he was like, what do I do with the two of you? And uh, what did he do with her? Exactly. You know, we thought he blended them for quite a while. (laughs) Nasty hair. You need a little little dry. Let's see. Um, Bobby thought the same thing as you about George Takai. And he says, Siri met her match. Enigma. (laughs) Nice. Very nice. Okay. So let's see here. Um, Now, well, I guess uh, we're going to... Take a break in a second here, but first it's time to light the night! Light the night! Yes, uh, let's turn on the bat signal because it's time to light the night. In our new reoccurring for the next eight weeks, weeks. seven, nine something week segment, we shine (laughs) a spotlight on pivotal steps on Bruce's path to becoming the bat. So, Anne Marie, what are we shining a light on tonight? Harvey teaches Bruce how to be a workaholic. Yes, I, I, I definitely I thought it was well worth pointing out that scene between Harvey Bullock and Bruce Wayne, where Bruce walks into the room and Harvey's kind of slumped over in his chair going through the paperwork, uh, fi- paperwork and files and stuff. It reminded me a lot of those brooding shots you see of Bruce with the mask back sitting in front of the back computer in the back cave, like after he's come in from patrol and he's trying to crack a case. Uh, and then, you know, the actual instructions that Harvey gives Bruce uh, during that whole whole scene mm-hmm. uh, are very much, you know, the kind of things that Batman will be doing or very much informs the things kind of things Batman will be doing in the future. Like, you know, going out there and just, you know, pounding the pavement night after night and nothing ever gets better. And you have to be okay with that. And you have to, it doesn't have to be about the outcome. It has to be about the work. And then hopefully you'll reach the outcome at some point. There's also another little moment there. You wanted to point out a little light the night moment. And Bobby's with me. And then the sudden disappearance. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Kid, if you want to, and he's gone. <laughs> Bruce Wayne has been doing the 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 bat disappearance for the more past year, and more, more, and more and more, and he's better and better at it every oh, time. Definitely, so definitely. I enjoy it. Uh, although when he starts doing it as Batman, some people might be like, "Didn't Bruce Wayne used to do that trick?" And this guy kind of looks a little like him. I he guess. looks a little like him with the black leather, everything. And if you squint a little bit, if you squint a little, you turn to the right. <laughs> Okay, so uh, that's our Light the Night for this week. Woohoo, Light the Night! Uh, We want to remind you guys real quick, uh, you know, we live stream this over on Facebook, but we also have a YouTube page over at youtube.universebox.com. If you want to go over there and subscribe, you'll get these videos and, you know, any other videos we decide to throw up there, whatever might come next after, uh, you know, Gotham is done. about nine weeks or so. Yeah. Uh, So definitely go over there and subscribe while you can, when you can. While you can, are you taking it away? Uh, Yeah. You guys have three (laughs) days to subscribe. If you don't subscribe, I'm deleting the channel. You in particular. I'm going to be watching for you, uh, Mr. Jonathan Crane. Uh, no, wait. No, <laughs> that's the Scarecrow. Wrong one. I know. Okay. I was like, what? What is happening here? Okay. Uh, well, we don't have our Patreon ad read like we used to do back in the day. So we're going to play this instead. We'll be right back. In this crazy mixed up world, you need fake news you can depend on. Fake Count on. Laugh at. When news is breaking, it's probably the fakest. <laughs> it's probably the fakest that's breaking it. That's me. 
I'm Paul Defoe. We've got a commercial, Paul. Breaking the fake news for real. From KCOM Studios in somewhere west of New York City, this is The Fakest. Only one podcast is on it. On the scene, making it up, breaking the fake news for real. With more reporters covering more fake stories. Coming June 18th to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Google Podcasts, and Voice Facts. I can also email you the transcript if you want. Check us out at thefakest.com and subscribe in Apple Podcasts for a new thrilling episode every two weeks. Pretty timely. The Fakest. We fake it when we make it. And that is the fakest. It's a. It's not political. It is Don't not political. It, it's a sketch comedy with a plot. Uh, they basically, it's you know a news program, but all of the stories are fake, and there's a bit of a, a plot thread connecting everything. It's a very thin thread. A very thin plot very thread thin uh, connecting thread. the story of the people who work within the newsroom. A lot of familiar voices on there. I'm on it. Anne Marie's on it. Bobby in the chat room's on it. Uh, Rebecca Johnson, the host of Supergirl Radio, is on it. Whole bunch of people. Uh, Mr. Big J, who you're going to hear from, from later in the episode Hi. tonight. Uh, but go over there, thefakest.com. Go ahead, like, subscribe. We're coming out with season two. I just sent out the script to the actors uh, for season two yesterday uh, so, uh, for the season premiere. So it's going to be a lot Woo-hoo. of fun. We want to get you guys all on board. It's a lot of fun. Little not safe for work, so be careful. Absolutely not Don't play it work. around the kids, thefakest.com. Nope. Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't play it around the kids, dot thefakest.com. <laughs> <laughs> I should make that subdomain. I will, Good. maybe possibly. Okay, so my next point I was very excited in this episode because there's there's a classic 60 Batman 66 uh, villain that doesn't get revisited very much. I, I think the only other reference I've seen to her in recent years has been like a little cameo appearance in the background on Batman Brave and the Bold. And that's Ma Barker. Ma Barker rides Ma Barker. again. I, I don't know if it's official or not. But as far as I'm concerned, it is uh, the group of hill folk who uh, captured the Riddler in this episode uh, are they have to be Ma Bar- Barker and her boys. Uh, the character Ma Barker, uh, she was played by Shelley Winter back on the old Batman TV show. She's a master criminal with a gang of sons that help her commit crimes. Uh, the sons are generally dumb muscle, uh, much like we these see were, in this episode. These two are barely muscle. I know. I know. They were dumb twigs. But, uh, you know, but, but Ma Barker is really the brains of the operation. She's like a master criminal. Uh, it's kind of like, think of the Beagle Boys from DuckTales, where it's the Beagle, Woo! all the dumb brute Beagle Boys, and then Ma Beagle is in charge. It's kind of the same same yeah. dynamic. Uh, her first story on Batman 66 is a classic, too. I, I, I figured I'd describe it for you guys a little bit. Uh, basically, she's a criminal. Uh, she's a criminal mastermind, like I said, but she needs to break into jail to get something, to get, a, I think, a piece of information. So she brings her boys to Gotham City to commit crimes because she's like, Batman's a very competent crime fighter. Maybe he can actually catch me where all these other people haven't been able to so I can get into the jail and get the item I need. So so a very clever plan. We didn't see quite see that cleverness in this episode, but... Poor Jojo. It's a really good story. Again, I, I recommend you go and uh, seek out that episode of Batman 66. I And, uh, you know, while her boys are on fire, when Ed leaves them at the end of the scene, I really hope we get to see a bigger adventure with these characters before the season ends. Uh, next to Egghead, she's probably my favorite Batman 66 villain. And assuming this is the Gotham interpretation of that 
villain. I, I think they did an awesome job, and I really hope we get another story with him before the end of the season. I would not count on that. You would not count on that? No. Why is that? Because we have about nine episodes left. We do have about nine episodes. <laughs> or but, seven episodes or something. What, what did you think of that whole scene, though? With I the, thought it was hilarious. With the engine? I think everything? possibly my favorite part is that they had him, like, duct taped to an aluminum-like lawn chair. Yeah. That was literally, I was <laughs> like, I think I had that lawn chair growing up. Like, what's, what's going on, guys? And just, like... Mm-hmm. It was just like battery after battery after battery. And that they fell for his, oh, I, too bad the fuel lines clogged. Like, yeah. really? I mean, I know you're stupid. Well, they are hell folk. I don't know them hell folk. We, we uh, although I, I will say that, you know, I, Ma Barker and her boys are characters I would have never expected to see on Gar- Gotham because Gotham's such an urban show. Yeah, see that? But, and maybe that was it. It felt a little... But I, I thought it felt pretty good here just because they're in the whole no man's land scenario. So you could easily see someone coming in from the outskirts of the city trying to capitalize on the fact that the city was mostly abandoned. Right. You know, true. So. Oh, aha! Uh-huh. I did miss things. Sorry, I had a thing weird. Let's see. Um, Bobby, I hadn't even thought of that build. Perfect, and I totally agree. Uh, I'm not sure what that was. Uh good catch. Now we just need King Tut. And King it Tut, was another like classic villain. The Red Green Show. Yeah, the Red Green Show. It's a Canadian show. It's about a. I love that you kind look of, at me like I should know this Canadian kind show. of hill folk, yeah, uh, Canadian hill folk. Uh, oh, Canadian hill folk. Oof. Uh, Red greens like Tim Allen if he was friendly, you know. Oh, oh my! Okay. <laughs> I kind of like you know a fixer upper kind of guy. Wow. Okay, yeah. we're gonna. Okay. Yeah, let's move on. Okay. So Oswald is looking for a change <laughs> of scenery with his pup Edward. Yes. And his secret basement full of gold bars and statues. <laughs> what exactly is he doing? Like, yeah. I am so confused as to what he means with this change of scenery. Like, you're not leaving Gotham. Well, my assumption was that, you know, he was going to use the wealth he had amassed in that underground chamber there to find some way out of Gotham because the heat was getting too hot. Like, right. You could take like uh, in, in the scene where uh, Jim was talking to him about the government. He was like, even if I let you go, as soon as they get in here and clean things up, you're number one on the list of people they're going to be right, taking especially care of. because he let him go. Yeah. So I, th- I think Penguin's definitely feeling the heat. So he's like, OK, OK, I, I, I've done what I can here. I'm going to get out while the getting's good. I know. But I'm just curious as to how he's going to do that. Um, he can't be leaving. He doesn't need money for a new house. And what exactly is he up to? Going to bribe the mainland? I am so confused. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's just, I think it's, wait, they would have to have hundreds of batteries to actually do anything. Yeah, he's talking, uh, Bobby in the chat room is talking about the cars. He's saying they would need hundreds of batteries to actually do something major. Do what they were doing. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just don't know what he's doing. Like, and that he's been, it's so weird that he's been hiding. Mm-hmm. All of this stuff under there, like he's not exactly like the a brute force guy. I mean, I guess he just killed off whoever he had to do it for him. But I, I would imagine in those months where he had a bit more power than he has now, like those months in between seasons, uh, he probably had some of his true. henchmen going out there and you know collecting the things, collecting all the things from all the places where they Are were gold abandoned. Bars really that common? I uh, in Gotham, I'd say they are. All right. Just because they, it's I a nice like visual wanna, way I to represent wealth. I want to live in a world yeah. where I have, you know, a stack of gold bars mm-hmm. somewhere. And I just feel like TV has led me to believe that gold bars would be way more common than they are. 
Well, you know, considering Gotham City is kind of supposed to be analogous to New York City, too, I could I could imagine there being a bunch of gold Dude. bars stored around New York City, you know? If you have a gold bar, can you please take a picture of it and send it to me so that I know they're real? I mean, have you ever been to Trump Tower? That thing's playing. No, no, I haven't, <laughs> nor will I ever. I went there once with some mutual friends of ours. And, I'm uh, a scarecrow? Yeah, and a scarecrow. <laughs> And uh, it it was a really boring place. I I it was it was like we walked in and I was like, oh okay, it's kind of goldish. I didn't really have a lot of fun there. Moving right <laughs> along, we got squirreled. Um, we got we we always got squirreled. Quibbles, quibbles and bits. Okay, okay, uh, we're on to our quibbles and bits now. These are uh, basically you know some wrappy up kind of points that we wanted to put in, but didn't necessarily necessitate. A full discussion. Okay, so first of all, I first of all, none of his quibbles and bits are short. I this one is. I really love that Hugo Strange used the back knockout bat knockout gas antidote to wake up Ed. Uh, Back in the old '60s Batman show, uh, he had this gas that he like, and he would do this a lot if he was taking someone to the Batcave. Mm -hmm. He would spray them with the knockout gas, and then when they got to the Batcave, he would spray them with the wake up gas and the little vial that Hugo Strange had look just like that. And I, I love the reference. I, I love all the Batman 66 references. Um, I loved watching the relationship with Jerome and no, Jeremiah. <laughs> ah, it's like the whole thing. And echo twist and develop. They are clearly Joker and Harley without being called by name. Yes, definitely. Okay. So I'm wondering what is the final relief plan that Eduardo mentions? Uh, my th- my thought, because, you know, he says, you know, we need you with us for the final relief plan. You know, yeah. you need to kill Ed to prove your loyalty. I, I was thinking about final relief sounds, well, final. Extremely um, final. I was thinking maybe the whole plan here is to come in, wipe everybody out, kind of burn the city to the ground and start over. Maybe, you know, maybe if it is genuinely the government doing this. Maybe they're like, you know, Gotham City is so can't save this. screwed up. We're just going to burn it all down and start again. Burn it down. Burn it down. Um, watching controlled Ed turn and slide down the trash chute was hilarious. Oh, definitely. I, where he just like kind of like bloop, drops in. Bloop. I love that. I, I, I thought the scene between Selena and Bruce was interesting because Selena's basically vocalizing her worst criticize criticisms of herself to Bruce when discussing the night of his parents' murders. Uh, she had all the capacity for good, good. We've seen that over the seasons here. Right. But in that speech, she lets us hear all the excuses she's been telling herself to keep herself from following Bruce's path, to, from following, you know, right. a good superhero-y type path. Uh, she thinks, it, it, at her heart, she thinks she's a broken person and the Ivy pod that she took, the influence of that has killed the part of her that was trying to be better, I think. And and so now the only voice that's left in her head is that voice telling her that she's not good enough to be good. Hmm. I'm starting to care less and less about Selena, to be honest. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. That was my point. The more, the more she gets into the villain I, area. You know, I don't know what it is this season. There's just something different. I don't know whether it's mm-hmm. the character or the actress. Yeah. Yeah. I'm having I'm having issues. You're having issues. Maybe I'm like kind of over the teen drama. I think this is where the substitute teacher part of my brain is like over it. I'm like I can't with the drama, y'all. <laughs> I'm over it. Maybe it'll help because I'm sure sometime in the next few episodes we're going to be getting a big transition into full blown like Catwoman mode. Like she'll be wearing a mask and stuff like that. I would assume. 
Uh, so maybe maybe that'll help it a little bit when she stands fully revealed. Maybe. And uh, my last quibbling bit, I hope we get some adventures in the other territories of Gotham before the government crew cleans them out. Like, I still want to see the Mr. Freeze Firefly War, Agreed. for example, because uh, we haven't really got to see a lot of the we got to see the Dark Zone. We got to see some of Jeremiah's areas, bit, yeah. uh, but we haven't really seen, you know, all these territories they outlined in the first episode. I really hope we get back to that. So I, I think that about does it. So, you know, at the end of our discussion, we generally like to give the episode a rating based on a random number that I don't come up with beforehand. I come up with it on the spot every time. Okay, so Anne-Marie. And by the way, you guys in the chat room can uh, give your arbitrary scale too. Out of 72,084 booby trap trap books, how many booby trap books do you give this episode? Uh, let me say that number again. 72,084. 84. Which is the pot, uh, just a little bit of trivia. That's the number of possible first moves in chess. This is why I don't Because the chess. books were connected to chess and stuff. I thought it'd be fun. But I came up with it on the spot just now. I just knew that off the top of <laughs> my head. Not. But not. Amber, it's in the dock. Um, <laughs> what do you give it? It used to be arbitrary. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to give it. 70,112 booby trap books. Why is that? Because it's a random number. Um, <laughs> no, I it, see. It's really hard when you give a really small number or a really big number because I don't know. Yeah. Inflation. Mm -hmm. um, it was a good episode. Uh, it answered a lot of the questions that had been set up like a lot. It was yeah. a really good episode before a week off. Mm -hmm. Not terribly cliffhangery yeah it t it left me with going oh they're gonna go there and then that's <laughs> why i was like okay i'm good yeah so it was you know what about you uh me i'm i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it 71 500 uh 71,500. It like you said it was a good episode mm -hmm. it didn't leave me with as many questions as it did comments which i i always like the episodes that leave you with questions more partially because we do the podcast about it and it gives and us more like to, to, talk to talk about but partially because i like you know having gotham stuck in my mind what was what is the solution to that what was that issue you know all, thinking about it all week and and you know episodes like this where there's a lot of stuff that happens but not a lot of new stuff introduced it, it. it leaves less questions um, pretty much the chat room seems to be going for 71,000 and something. Okay. That's there, fair. There's actually people. So it's going off the screen. Um, so it's like 71,000 and this 71,000 and that 71,000 and this. I also saw Andy in our chat room ask, uh, what, what we thought of the birds of, oh, uh, yes. prey I teaser I trailer. To, we were, I was getting to a spot. Yeah. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I had fun watching it at, um, 25% speed so I could actually like see everybody but it really just looked like everybody was like hey we're trying on costumes and we're gonna film it so get into character mentally yeah it absolutely so looked like the camera test for their costumes. it was yeah it was a camera test for some costumes I'm okay with it yeah I'm, I'm not mad about it uh, the general mood is good general yeah general mood I'm, I'm down I'm in let's watch it glad to see uh, I, I do hope that Ewan McGregor has more of a traditional black Mac mask look uh somewhere within the movie because really it was just ewan mcgregor standing there in a suit yes so yes it was very much just hey look there's ewan mcgregor um, <laughs> not anything like fancy 
Nice. All right. Well, uh, thanks you guys so much in the chat room. That uh, does it for our main discussion, but we do have feedback as always. Uh, when you get done watching the episode next week, uh, no, the week after next, the week after next, the next episode, whenever you get after done watching the next, the next episode. episode, we want to hear your thoughts. You can email us legends of Gotham at gmail.com. The voicemail number is four, two, four, two, seven, four, two, three, five, two. The Twitter is at legends of Gotham and the Facebook page is facebook.com slash legends of gotham and now as always we like to start with voicemails and as far as voicemails go we always like to start with bobby take it away bobby hey bill amory and fellow gothamites it's bobby here so i know there's only a few episodes of gotham left so you know they got to cram a whole lot into each episode but i feel (laughs) like there was quite a bit going on last night bane finally showed up who apparently is a uh, old army buddy of gordon's in this universe yeah, that's something we didn't really mention. The inter- we did not. Well, because he wasn't Bane in this. Yeah, he hasn't been labeled Bane yet. But yeah, Eduardo is supposed to be Bane moving forward. Got him. He's leading the army squad who was sent over by the mysterious caller that Gordon has been talking to these past few weeks. But of course, the main thrust of the episode was them trying to figure out who the monster of Haven was and figuring out it was Nygma. And I've got to say, I was very surprised to find out who exactly was behind all of that. I don't think I'm speaking out of turn when we all to say that we all thought that it was Jeremiah. So when Bane like or Eduardo, whatever, you know, press that switch and Nygma's uh, pupils flip. I've got to say, I was really surprised by that. I did not see that coming. Did you have something? No, I was pretending I was using the switch. Okay, sorry. I thought you were like... Raising my hand. Yeah. Okay. I don't always do that. I mean, we all knew he was, you know, he's Bane, but I figured it would be at least a week or so that he would be like, (laughs) you know, helping Jim before we, you know, before he played turncoat or showed his true colors. And speaking of Jim... Yeah, I, I will say I will say I was surprised with how quickly they they turned the switch on. They him. don't have time not to. <laughs> I guess so. if they want him to be full blown Bane, uh-huh. they got to go. They got to go. Maya, uh, uh, apparently he's not as dead as I had assumed last nope. week. But then, you know, of course, we I don't you know, you can't keep a good guy down. It was definitely a bit comic booky to have him be like, oh, well, I had body <laughs> armor in certain places, but I had to let her poke through a little bit so she would think I was dead. But Pretty then, there you know, too. speaking of comic booky, the whole scene with Nigma and Strange, where he basically just popped the top off his head and then just placed it back on as if nothing needed else to be done. That was gross. It was disgusting. At first I was like, "It that seems like a really bad idea. But then I remember no for brain surgery. A lot of times they you keep have, you they, awake. They do yeah. actually keep you awake. Yeah. Oh, sorry. But I've got to say this, see this episode was just filled with like scene after scene after scene of just like great scenes. I usually try to like pick out one of my favorite scenes of the episode. And it was so hard this week. Of course, I already mentioned I love the scenes between Nygma and Strange. So one of my favorite scenes was between Nygma and Riddler. Um, I loved the little friendship murder packs they made. And I really oh, yeah. did. And it seemed like, you know, like when Penguin got that letter that Edward was responsible for Haven, he like seemed legitimately like concerned and like, oh, my God, Edward, what, Edwin, Edward, what have you done? Over the years, you know, what's played out. I just really love their dynamic. Yeah, there's definitely some emotion oh, uh, yeah. there, oh, Edward, there towards towards uh, Ed from Penguin. And of course, Bruce, I'd say I, I love the scene between Bruce and Selena. <laughs> Selena actually seemed, you know, like she was upset that she felt that way, but she actually finally opened up to Bruce and I don't, you know, she wasn't lying. I think that's how she's always felt. And, but she's, but I also think that she's concerned about that. But at the same time, she knows that, you know, that's what you have to do to get by in Gotham. 
because it didn't take long for those te- for those tears to go back in and for her to just be like, oh, I love this song. And then, of course, that probably led to my favorite scene of the episode with Gort, with uh, which would pro- would usually have been Bruce going to confide in Gordon, but Gordon <laughs> wasn't there, but and Bullock was. So it was a great opportunity to see just how much like Gordon has rubbed off on Bullock, and it was also a great opportunity to have Bullock be able to impart impart some sort of like Batman type wisdom on Bruce, you know, leading up to his journey to the Dark Knight. Uh, something that we didn't mention about that uh, Harvey and Jim in this episode too was that whole like, "Well, you don't want me to go, boss?" And yeah. uh, I no, you're important. I need you. Yeah. Uh, God, I, I thought that was an interesting dynamic. It reminded me of like uh, almost like a father and son dynamic, where where it's like, you, you know, uh, we have to make him feel important now. Yeah, too. it was yeah. a little weird. Yeah. Of course, that leads to a few different nitpicks I have uh, real quick. Um, first of all, first and foremost is, of course, where's Lee? Where the hell is Lee? Uh, we, <laughs> exactly. we assume Where the hell is Lee? that more than likely Strange had something to do with Nygma and Lee. We see that, yes, you know, that's what's going on with Nygma, but we still have no word on Lee. Where's Lee? We haven't seen hide nor hair of her. We know she's here somewhere. Well, she's off making Deadpool 2. I heard she wasn't even in that movie all that long. And then why didn't they even address the whole Barbara and Jim thing? <laughs> it wasn't even in the like did on Gotham thing. I, I don't know. Uh, well, based on some episode descriptions I've read, it will be addressed very soon, I think. Yes. It was just like, you know, I, I feel like they made such a big deal or I feel like it is such a big deal, you know, <laughs> they put it in the last minutes of the last episode and then it just wasn't even addressed this week. And my biggest nitpick of the episode is while it was a great scene, the hillbillies trying to electrocute Nigma. <laughs> it was, you know, quite funny how they were more concerned about their dog Jojo than the other hundreds of people <laughs> in Haven. I love But that. you cannot electrocute someone with a car battery. A car <laughs> battery has like 12 volts at max when you turn it on, you know, have it with the car running. It's like 13 to 14 volts, maybe 14.7, you know, up to 15. (laughs) But an electric chair has like 2000 volts. (laughs) So now, like, obviously it it was never working at full capacity on him anyway. So it was obviously never reaching the 2000 volts anyway. 13 to 15 volts. I think I've experienced more jolts, uh, you know, getting shocked while I was checking uh, irrigation clocks. I, I I will say that I, I think they were the type of people who would rather slow cook a human being than to microwave it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. But all those nitpicks, aside, I've got to say this was such a great episode. But out of the 2000 volts, it would have actually t- taken to electric enigma. <laughs> I'm going to give this 1994. Of course, uh, taking a cue from Anne-Marie, you got to leave some room for improvement. But this was r- a really great episode. Exactly. Nice. Thank you very much, Bobby. Uh, next up, uh, we have Rebecca has called in. So take it away, Rebecca. What's up, Legends of Gotham? What's this up? This is Rebecca Johnson, and I wanted to send in some feedback about the fifth episode of Gotham Season 5. So much happened in this week's episode, but I really just wanted to say that I loved the scene between Bruce and Harvey. It was nice to see oh, yeah. Bullock help a young Batman find the hope in the chaos. I imagine that it would be easy <laughs> to give up in a city like Gotham, but focusing in on how to help others can actually help yourself. And that's not just true on a TV show. 
that's true in real life. I could say <laughs> so much more on Selena bringing up the Wayne murders and my great surprise that the Haven tragedy wasn't as predictable as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> but I just wanted to give some love to that Bruce and Bullock scene in this episode because it stood out to me as emotionally rewarding for both of those characters and for me as a viewer. Hope you all are well, and I can't wait to hear your thoughts. We are well. Well, my voice is a little scratchy, but well, <laughs> otherwise we're good. Emery is fading quickly, I'm so dying. we're going to try and get through the <laughs> as quick as possible. All right, uh, next up is Mike Pasqua. Take it away, Mike. Woo! Hi, Bill. This is Mike Pasqua. Uh, I mean, man, this this was a fun week for Gotham. We get to oh, yeah. see Hugo Strange again. Turns out that he's put a chip in Nigma's head that looks like it's causing all the problems, number one. Number two, uh, man, they did, they, they did an homage to the, the, uh, Batman 1989 by having some guy sitting in a chair and unwrapping his head after what appears to be a surgery. We get basically the, the army comes in, but the guy who's running the, this group of army guys is, looks like he, He's working for an Amanda Waller type person, you know. Yes. That's number two. Uh, we get a backstory why Selena did not do anything in terms of helping uh, out with the uh, with the uh, Wayne's uh, murder thing. I think she honestly was just a scared little kid. Yeah, I have a hard time with. See, this is why I was having issues with that whole scene. Mm-hmm. She's like literally crying. Saying, I didn't do this, I didn't do this, I didn't do this. You were the scared kid. I'm like, you were also pretty scared at the time. Well, well shouldn't... Uh, shouldn't he already know that she was there? Yeah, I was going to say... Have there we was not a, gone through that in the past five years? There was years. a whole big thing where Jim was trying to get her to give a police artist a sketch yeah. and all that stuff. From That's why she was at Wayne Manor. Yeah. In season one. Interesting. Because she didn't care. You know, yeah, you know, whatever. And and she's back and she's back. She went back to Sirens, you know, so that's it is what it is there. So that's what we get in this week's. Now, we didn't get anything else in terms of what happened with uh, that. They didn't address the kiss. So I'm waiting for them to address the kiss from last <laughs> week, which will probably happen next week. So that's what I got for you, Bill. Anne Marie, see you. See you Sunday. Goodbye. Thank, Thank you very you, Mike. much, Mike. Uh, also over in the chat room, we see Liz over there. Hi, Liz. Hi. Nice to see you. Okay, uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a letter, and then we'll wrap it up with one more vo- right. voicemail. You want to read this I'll letter read from letter. Buffalo Phil? I got this letter's from Buffalo Phil. Yeah, this letter's from Buffalo Phil. Oh, okay. Because it... oh, got you. Hey guys. First off, I absolutely love the podcast. All caps. Bill is wicked cool and Anne-Marie is such a dork. It's adorable. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay. So my thoughts on this past episode, Jeremiah isn't dead. You know why? Not because of any clones or magic plants, not because of anything strange will do or not because of a body double. It's because he's the freaking Joker. Truth. Very um, true. Okay. Look at any other variations, whether it be in the comics or cartoons. And he always gets the snot kicked out of him shot or, and or stabbed and still comes back. I still find it incredibly annoying and frustrating that they are not allowed to use the complete like likeness or name Joker 
Warner Brothers is so stupid for that decision. We're just not going to. Although, if, you know, if you look at our our art for this week's episode, that's the Joker. That's the Joker. That's the this Joker. This is a purple, st- like. That's the Joker. That's the Joker. Anyway. Um, all I want to wait. Do you think Gotham will survive on CW or Netflix picking it up? Personal opinion. Let it go, y'all. Yeah. Let I, it go. I I wouldn't mind seeing like a, a proper Batman series set in the world of Gotham. Uh, right. But not on the C. I wouldn't like it on the CW. No. I could see like Netflix or the DC Universe. Like if or they, on Hulu. If they if they uh you know put it on like DC Universe uh and they had some of the same people involved that are on that Titan series, I'd be completely okay with it because that that Titan series, especially the Doom Patrol episode, is very very close to the the same mood that Gotham has. Bobby, we need Amanda Waller. We can't use Amanda Waller. Okay, we'll call her Walker. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see. All all I want to see in the final episode is Gordon with his famous iconic mustache. I could see that happening. Who's your favorite Batman? Who's your favorite Bruce Wayne? Um, his is Batman Keaton and Bruce Bale. Um, keep up with the awesome work, guys. Can't wait till next week. P.S. Where the hell is Lee? <laughs> Where the hell is Lee? The constant question. I, I think maybe uh, whenever Lee comes back, we should call that episode. Here the hell is Lee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay, uh, to his question, uh, who's your favorite Batman and who's your favorite Bruce Wayne? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? I don't know. I am not as familiar with all of the Batmans and the Bruces. Yeah. So I don't know. I liked Batfleck and now he's no more. So I, I was going to I was going to say I, I think Batfleck is definitely my favorite uh, Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. As far as my favorite Batman. ah. Uh, Probably going to have to go with Keaton. Yeah. Keaton, or unless you can count animated, in which case Kevin Conroy, the Batman, the animated series, Batman. Uh, but I think you can count it. Yeah. So so those are our faves. Let's see. Andy says, people may be surprised by the finale when it comes to the Joker name mentioned. Um, CW is doing Batwoman next. So yeah. we'll getting a Bat show next season. Bobby, long live Adam West. Yes. Adam West, a constant companion to me. Yeah. Uh, we, me and Adam West were good friends. Not really. Not really. No. I, didn't I he inter- yell at you? No, he didn't yell at me. I, I, I did get to interview him in a group interview once at Dragon Con. Yeah. If you, if you, if you look back, if you scroll back on our YouTube channel, you'll find that. Yeah, you'll find that on there. Um, let's see here. Uh, yeah, and Andy, if you have any inside information, yeah, might know we'll some take people it. who would like to hear it off the record. Um, okay, and uh, last but not least, I, I saved this for last because it's a little bit longer, but we have a voicemail from Big J. Take it away, Big J, who we haven't heard from in years. Literally. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. <laughs> oh, it's going to be the creepy <laughs> I've missed you. Big J here. My, 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 how time flies. Especially when you've sutured a pocket watch to a hawk. <laughs> Watch it fly. (laughs) (laughs) Now, seriously. Gotham season five. Who knew we'd finally be here? Well, I did. It's just that good. (laughs) (laughs) Now, let's talk about this recent episode, shall we? First, should we get right to the meat of it? 
me. No, <laughs> let's wait. <laughs> let's talk about the boring stuff first, <laughs> shall we? Who blew up Haven? Why? Was it Riddler? Eduardo Hugo? If I had to put my money on anyone, I'd say she had some kind of intel with Wellson. You remember that company that made Viper back in season one? Yes. Mm-hmm. Essentially turned that deadly formula into the Venom formula. <laughs> Who owned that, by the way? Was it Wayne Company? Was it a private I organization? Wayne Company. <laughs> Was it the Army? I have a very short memory, so I can't tell you. Maybe a newspaper can. <laughs> I think it I think it was the Wayne Company, Wayne Enterprises, Wayne Corp. <coughs> Wayne Corp. Wayne Co. That's right. They don't exist anymore. Now, good old Jeremiah. Sleeping so soundly after being stabbed to death like his brother. Perhaps it was just a test. Why didn't you wish? He surely passed. <laughs> <laughs> he passed. <laughs> Where was- I think my, my favorite part is not the wonderful voice that's going on right now. It's how freaked out you are. About <laughs> so creepy. This man sleeping. Wayne Manor walking out of the bat cave itself. Hmm. And why? To recreate mutants of his own? Replicas of the Waynes. A family reunion for the solely sulking little boy. Trying <laughs> so desperately to be a hero. A hero with a broken heart. <laughs> Shall we cry a tear for the little boy? <laughs> Oh, little boy, one day you will know your place. That's a lie. After all, there is an episode coming up very, very soon. By the name of... Spoiler. Spoiler. Oops. (laughs) Let's not drop that one, shall we? Well, Bill Henry, until next time, stay at home, children. Stay in bed. Stay away from me. (laughs) You know, I I wasn't freaked out until he said our names. And now I'm really freaked out. Until he told us to stay home and stay in bed. But But uh, that's what I like to do. Thank, 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 thank you, you, Big J. It, it's been a long time since we've heard from you, and, and we're it, just as scared as we were a couple of years ago. I'm possibly we more scared now. Definitely. Definitely. I know, but always good times. Always good times. Good times. After the next episode of Gotham, we want to hear from you, too. If you have yes. a creepy voicemail to send us, send it along. No! The email is legendsofgotham at gmail.com. The voicemail is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And you can call 
and leave messages on there about anything, not just Gotham. And if you we, just want to call and chat. Yeah. We cool. Yeah. If you want to call and confess to a murder or something <gasps> like that. Please don't do that. We'll that I'm going to have to turn that in. Uh, no, we won't. No, we won't wink. Okay. And uh, also the Twitter's at Legends of Gotham and the Facebook is Facebook.com. Slash Legends of Gotham. Gotham. When there's an episode of Gotham that has been on, we stream there Sunday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern time. I enjoy time. that. That's that's a good way to get around your, I don't know what week we are. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, but again, we want to thank everybody who joined yes. us over in the chat room over on Facebook tonight. We love Hi. all of you deeply, truly, madly. Uh, Anne-Marie, where can people find you online? Um, nowhere for the next week because I'm taking a social media hiatus, but normally you can find me on, let's go with Twitter, at AMD Simone. It's, it's down there. Yeah. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can follow me um, on Instagram at Bill Meeks. <laughs> you can follow me on Ello at Bill Meeks. You can follow me on Google Plus, google.com slash plus Bill Meeks but isn't in, it going two days from now. I was like, is it going away um, like February 9th? And I'm also working on a personal website. There's not much there now, but there will be BillMeeks.com. Uh, but so much more to promote. I, I feel do. like it. I need more in my life. You do. You do. You can promote some of my stuff. I'll give you some of my stuff next time to promote. It'll be good. I know, but we want to thank you guys again so much. We hope to see you next time we're back here. Uh, you know, so really, I, th I think I think we've said all that needs to be said about this episode. So uh, join us next time for more Legends, Legends of, of Gotham. Gotham. Look at the lights in my glasses. Lovely. If I look over here, if I look over here, it's fine. If I look over here, woo. I don't look over there. <laughs> There's a reason I'm not wearing my glasses. I think I wore them last week and it drove me nuts. I could take my glasses off. Look dark and mysterious. You don't look dark and mysterious. You're wearing a reptar hat. <laughs>